Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic, and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Here it is, our very first sponsor of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, and I'm so excited because it feels so in alignment with exactly what I'm trying to provide here on this podcast, and that's real tools and real strategies to help you increase your revenue, automate, and systematize your business like never before. Lost Genius is literally the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue, enhance the client experience inside your salon or spa. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Lost Genius not only empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way, but also feels supported in every step of the way. For a limited time, they're offering listeners 50% off the first two months if you go to the link in the bio and enter the promo code. So that promo code is BEINSPIRED22. That's B-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-22. All this will be in the link in the show notes. If you guys haven't tried Gloss Genius yet, I highly recommend them. Tell them Jess sent you. Punch in the promo code for 50% off two months for new users only. Welcome back to Beauty Inspires Beauty, the podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. And clearly, A, I've had a ton of coffee today because I wanted to come with all the energy to talk to the beautiful, amazing, if you're getting to watch this on Insta, you get to see her hair right now. It's pink and yellow. Brittany Carmichael. She is the founder of Shine School, a self-love course that has helped thousands of women awaken their authentic self and reclaim their power. Mm, mm. Mm. Um, Inside Oracle and co-founder of the Elevated Life Membership Club. She's been named the top 20 soul coaches of 2022. Britt is a trailblazing light worker, psychic medium, award-winning hairstylist, and salon owner of 15 years. She's now an empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs, luxury retreat host, plus she's 99% unicorn. She is known for her spiritual truth-telling style and her ability to make women feel beautiful inside and out. Her mission is to inspire women to create a soul-filled life that's full of purpose, passion, and peacefulness. Britt, welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much, Jess, for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here and truly divine. It is. And I feel like there's certain guests that I've wanted on my show right from the beginning. I've been doing the show for two years. It started as just like a, let's see what can happen because we were closed in COVID. The salon was empty and I didn't have a community. I'd been working behind the chair for you know 18 plus years and I was like, I want to talk to my people. I think I want to, I want to start conversations around a what's going on right now. And I've had this little nudge to see what else was possible for me. So when I find people like you who have done that, who have transitioned from, I hate to use the term quote unquote, just being a hairdresser or a salon owner into these other realms of amazing ways you can serve people. I'm like, Oh, I can do it too. Then. Cause what you do basically gives me permission and light to be like, it can be done. There's, there's room for everybody. Um, fucking just try. So thank you a for you doing what you're doing and taking the leap of like going and seeing the magic you had, because you probably felt it with clients, right? You were like, I kind of got something here. Like, I think I could serve more people than just people in my chair. 
Was that it's like so, where you kind of noticed that? Yeah, it's so true. I found myself repeating um, the what like people were saying, how have you transformed so much? You were like an angry bitch before. And like <laughs> now you're like kind and loving and you've lost 75 pounds and like you're vegan and what the fuck is going on with your life? And so my clients over the last decade have witnessed my transformation. And because of that, I've had an audience like I had my own audience in the chair and they were like, what are you doing? And I found myself repeating myself over and over again. I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm doing this, I'm eating high vibing foods. Like I'm surrounding myself with people who get me and I'm not people pleasing anymore. And I just started sharing those tips with my hair clients. And then that turned into, I think this is something like people are coming back. They're leaving those toxic jobs. They're getting out of those narcissistic relationships and breaking those cycles as an empath. Like people are asking for those six figure raises and getting them. I'm like, Oh damn, like people are listening to me. <laughs> like people yes. are actually taking my advice. Like this is kind of crazy. And that's really what led me to kind of branch out from just being behind the chair and using that message that I was sharing behind the chair, but sharing it in a bigger platform. I was only getting like three, four clients a day. I'm very like luxurious about the experience and the time and not double stacking people and like not burning my energy out. So I was realizing I'm seeing like three, four people a day and I could be reaching thousands, if not millions of people, if I just had the courage to get online and share my message. So like you and uh, two years ago, 2020 happened, the doors to the salon for the first time in my career shut down for a long period of time which I celebrate. I was like, yes, I'm free. I have a vacation. Um, because like I'm booked for life. So that, that was like the only way that was ever going to happen. And because of that, I was like, we need to, we need to talk. We need to share these wisdom techniques. We need to share more meditations with people. And the Elevated Life podcast was born in 2020. I'd like to know the stats on how many podcasts were born in 2020. I know. I would love to know that too. We could probably look that up. I get, I guarantee someone else has done that data research work for us. Someone so let us know. Yeah. Let's figure that out. But with that being said, you know, in the podcast space, if you're listening to us two badass bitches on here right now thinking, fuck, I should have started a podcast in 2022. You can start it now in 2022. I kind of said that fast, but there are only 20% women who are in the podcast space. And I, I think what is the stat on most people don't even make it past recording seven episodes. Yeah. So even though you see there's probably millions of podcasts out there right now, I think the number was somewhere around, there's only 800,000 that are actually still generating new episodes. So in the grand scheme of there being what we just hit 8 billion people in the world, 800,000 podcasts aren't very many. Um, so if you have a message or you've got something you want to talk about, just you don't have to figure it out in the beginning. Just turn the microphone on. I have a podcast course coming out in January. If you want to figure out how to do that, I can help you figure that out. If you need to believe in yourself a little bit more, Brit's got you with some more work that you guys can figure out how to do. But let's talk about, okay, that transition right there. I think people want to know that. I know a lot of hairdressers listen to this, a lot of beauty professionals, creative entrepreneurs, people who kind of have that inkling to change or do something or they're like, yeah, I got, I, I got something, but I don't know how to share it with people. I don't know how to go from what I'm doing to maybe something that I want to be doing. So you started sharing, you started the podcast. How did you continue to grow from there? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you just have to fucking start. That's the real issue is so many people procrastinate or they make up all these excuses on why it's not possible for them. And everything that you see in this like online world of Brittany Carmichael today started with a sloppy first. My first YouTube video was in the wrong orientation. It was even before we had stories and reels. So filming vertically was not a thing. So my first comment on YouTube was like, this made me more depressed watching it than before I, before I even tuned in. So, you know, <laughs> because you had a hater right away that's see that's how you did it <laughs> 
You just got to put yourself in the fire from the jump and know that you're going to disappoint people. You're going to fuck up. You're going to learn some lessons, but you can never fail if you keep learning and you keep going and you stay consistent. So I feel like consistency is always coming back to that core of what is it? What does it take to keep going, to go the long haul? And I think the other part of that is consistency and celebration. Don't wait till the end to be like, okay, I finally did it. We have a million followers or a thousand downloads or like stop waiting for these unrealistic expectations to finally celebrate and celebrate every fucking step of the way, even if it's fucking backwards, you know, because that is progress because you're learning. If you step backwards, you have a bigger perspective. So I think celebrating every step along the way while being consistent towards doing something you love that's all that matters. So my message for people who are like, I'm behind the chair, but I have something more. I know there's something out there. Just start. It took me two years to create Shine School and two years to create the Shine from the Inside Oracle. So that's like four years of creating two things, but those two things will last a lifetime. They are my legacy pieces that I put all of my sparkle magic energy into, but I didn't do it all in one go. I had to first learn how to even start a freaking or how to build a course, how to educate people in an online platform. So although I had the wisdom and I had transformed my own life, my clients were transforming. I had to step out into a whole new territory of uncomfortableness, of learning new things. I had to learn how to be a marketer. Like what the hell? Which mm -hmm. is good for anyone in business because hey, if you're on Instagram, posting your balayage, you're a marketer. Okay. Yeah. So I had to learn how to market in a new way to a whole new audience. So for me, it's about not being afraid to try something new, staying the course and being consistent and scheduling out time. That's the first lesson, lesson in shine school is schedule it or it ain't happening. And that's what I did. I worked my normal at the time. I think I was like four days in the salon. And every year after that, I was like, I'm going to focus on my online business. I'm cutting Thursdays no more, you know? Um, but at that time I was working like maybe four or even five days in the salon uh, a week. And when I would get home, I blocked off one to two hours every single night from after the salon to work on Shine School. Sometimes I was fucking drained, but I did it anyway. And that is what separates leaders from anyone else is the ones that are going to push through when the motivation is waning or the energy isn't there. And I'm not saying burn yourself out. I'm not saying fucking hustle to the ground. I'm just saying, don't be a little bitch and just get up and do the fucking work. Like I'm going to get real passionate. My friends, everybody watch out because I just am so sick of women saying, I don't know what I want. Like you're the only one that does know. And until you decide and have that clarity that you create, you're going to sit there waiting for someone to give you permission to try that new thing or make that change. Or if you're like, like me, you've suffered enough and hit some kind of emotional or physical disease or problem that is like a wake up call, like, hey, bitch, you know, like the universe threw me off a mountain, tried to kill me. It was like, hello, are you going to listen to me or not? So my advice is just start sloppy starts, sloppy, consistent start. Well, you just said so. Can we just be best friends? Because I feel like I met my twin sister. You guys, if you if you are just listening to this podcast for the first time, um, I feel like I've just met my spirit animal in real life, human female form. Uh, and that's rare because I think so often, so many of us have this message inside, like want to share exactly what you're saying, but we don't want to be polarizing. We don't want to call people out. We don't want to like make anybody feel bad. So if you're listening to this and we are triggering you or making you feel bad, no, she's right though. Like 
that hour to two hours that you block off to work on the things you say you want to create, like nobody else gives a fuck. Just like when I talk about going to the gym in the morning, not a soul besides me cares if I go. Nobody is like clapping for me. No one's there waking me up. No one's like, you know, it's not happening. And I do that for me because I told myself that's what I was going to do. Made a decision. You do the thing. Same with the podcast episodes. Like you can be really excited about starting a podcast and you can get to episode. I think I was at like 40 something. And I started to get not as excited and I had to check. I was like, why are you not so excited anymore? Why are you feeling resistance around showing up? Well, I was trying to do it the way I thought it was supposed to be done. And I'm like, you can't do something like a podcast unless you're fully yourself. Well, but what if I mess up? What if people don't like these episodes? What if I'm too much? And I'm like, well, then this podcast can't be for them. I have to just do me and into doing like you just said, I found clarity. And I think people wait to, to be clear or have that quote unquote clarity to then do the thing. But it's in doing things messy or trying things for me that I found out probably for you too, that like, I'm like, oh, that doesn't quite feel right. Doesn't feel in alignment anymore. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to try that. And that's one of the things I talk about. Like you got to put shit out there. Like I created a course that was called the six figure stylist course. It's a great program. I don't want to run it anymore. It, it made money. It was good. People liked it, but it didn't feel in alignment with what I want to talk about and teach anymore. So it's like giving yourself permission to try something and then pivot if you want. And, and that's again, where you can find the clarity to do the things, but consistency, like you said, you guys, how much do I talk about consistency? You can't eat one salad and get skinny. Just like one burger ain't going to make you fat. Like doing one post on social media, isn't going to grow your community and audience to know that you're epic and have this awesome shit to share. So I, I, yeah, um, we're, we're going to be best friends and I'm never letting you leave my life ever. So, um, talk to us about, yes, making the decisions, carving out the time, finding clarity and doing the stuff. What other things can we help people who are behind the chair right now? I know we talk about protecting your energy. I was just going to say, protect your energy. (laughs) Coming out either this week or next. And I know we're in busy season. Thanksgiving is this week that we're recording. Christmas is coming. New Year's is coming. Like these are the times where I was like, I'll rest in January. I'll take a vacation in February. We used to double the workload that we did say yes to everybody because the money's there. You feel bad. You want to say yes to clients. Like let's have a conversation around that because even if you're not quote unquote a behind the chair stylist, if you work person to person, even if you're a coach already and you're listening to this and you're saying yes to people who need you, that people pleasing shit, I'm, I'm in full recovery from that. Like that's definitely was something I dealt with hardcore back in the day. Yeah. I think obviously protecting your energy, but giving yourself permission to rest now. I just, I was thinking about it. I'm off for the next week through Thanksgiving. I've taken off two weekends or like two weekends in December before Christmas and two weeks after Christmas. I'm like, shit, I think I'm working like four days in Christmas, which sounds crazy because that is our quote busy season. But I think the real conversation, and since you've you'll be talking about managing your energy and protecting that. I think the real situation is redefining what success means to you now, because Mm -hmm. success to me 15 years ago was like $333 a day. I'm going to hit six figures and I'm going to sell products and I'm going to do this and I'm going to show up and I'm going to market every fucking day of my life. Oh my God. I posted posters on people's windows at the movie theaters and handed out cards at the mall, which was not an effective method, by the way. Um, they took offense to that. And also my my first business card said life's too short to look like shit. So I can now look back and see why they took offense to that. But I was just trying to help them out. 
That so, is so good. I, I think it would do really well in a 2022 um, era right now. Yeah, I need to bring that back. I need to bring yeah. that card back. <laughs> um, anybody listening, if you want to recreate your business cards and put life's too short to look like shit, call me. Uh, I think she she can give it to you. She'll let you take that tagline. I'll, I will let you borrow that for sure. Um, because, you know, success to me is different. Su- to, success to me today is time freedom, not money in the bank. And and I don't know if that's because I have money in the bank that I have now defined a new role of success for myself. I don't know if that's possible at 18 years old. Like time freedom is most important to me. Although looking at my 20-year-old sister, I kind of think she values her time over getting a job and like, responsibilities. So maybe that is, maybe it is possible for everyone, but I think it's just really getting clear on what is success to you do. And also this is important. Are you overworking out of a trauma response? Are you a chronic overworker? I think that I see so much in the hair industry world, just honestly, anyone who is in business for themselves, you know, there's this quote that says, I quit my nine to five, my 40 hour a week, nine to five, so that I could be an entrepreneur and spend 80 hours a week doing what I love. Like, holy shit, like that's the truth. So I think it's really important to first define what success means to you. And second, decide what is even lighting you up? What is bringing you joy? You know, what's so funny, like 10 years ago, I wrote a course called the six figure stylist and I never launched it. I was like, eh, I actually am going to launch it next year. And I've rechanged the name It has nothing to do with like money. It's about energetics and it's about, um, the client experience, because I find that it's the experience that they're paying for. It's not the great hair. You should just be good at that already. That's the baseline requirement. You got to be damn good. Um, But it's then beyond that is the experience that you provide and the energy that you feel in. And earlier at the very beginning, you asked me like, is that how you just got started? How I really got started was I asked one of my clients, I was like, okay, I'm showing up online. I'm sharing my wisdom. I'm doing my weekly readings. Like I'm doing all the things like, what is like, how do I get people to fucking understand the sparkle magic that is this? And she said, Brit, you just got to get them in person. And so for me, that was it. That was my pivot. I was like, okay, this online social media thing is cool. And I'm here. But as you can see, my Instagram account was deleted this year and I'm starting back over. So we can't put all of our faith and all of our, mm, expectations of success in our social media platforms because hello, they can get deleted and you can get extorted for money in 2.4 seconds. You just never know what might happen. And now I did say no, cause I gross. I mean, although 12 years of work down the drain, I'm not going to pay you for that. That's just not in my integrity. It didn't feel right. So for me, that was a big lesson. And one, if you're an online um, educator, coach, marketer, whatever, fucking grow your email list period. I'm so glad I did that from the beginning because when my uh, Instagram went down, I was like, whatever, like, hello, email list. Thank you for being my supporters. Want to go follow this new account? Although it took a couple months for me to decide that I would go back on to it. Why am I wasting my time here anyway? Like I just had this whole breakup. Like we all have that love hate relationship. I want to live in my life. You know, I make the biggest difference when people are in person with me. So why am I trying to be online all the time? I'm not saying it's bad. We've got to reach people in ways that you know, if you don't live in Dallas, then you might not be in my presence uh, or Colorado and come to my retreats, you know, but the truth is you've just got to figure out what you love to do and then give yourself permission to do that. And then give yourself permission to rest in between all of those things. That's the message that stylists need to know for this season and moving into 2023. What does success mean to you? Prioritize your rest and prioritize your fun, which is something I see you share about making sure that you're building play into your life. That's a third, that should be a third. I have this like trifecta of success and a third, one third of that trifecta is play. 
like, cool, we're going to work and all, but we also have to have fun. Like, why are we even working? To what point? To what end? You know? Yeah, I was, I'm such an asshole. I was at a workshop. Names will not be named. If you listen to this podcast, you might know what I'm talking about. And one of the speakers talked about a girl asked, she stood up in the back and asked a question around, she was a new mom juggling this and that and work was, you know, heavy and things were all consuming and blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember, I think she was like, how do you balance, you know, this or that with work? And cause he was a dad as well. And he literally stood up and said, if your work shouldn't feel like a job, basically, like if, if you, what is that quote? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and literally the room went silent and I was like, mm, wrong room, motherfucker, wrong room. Uh, you've got half moms in here. You've got people who are juggling multiple things, even if they weren't moms. I'm like, I'm a mom and that's a really fucking hard job. And I feel like it's work every single day. So I love my kid. I love being a mom, but that job feels like a job. A lot of times, a very thankless job. So I I think redefining what success is to you is key in getting clarity of where you want to go. Cause like you said, time freedom for me, it's location freedom. That wasn't even something I recognized I was going to want or need in my career and being behind the chair with a, a built clientele in San Diego. Like I couldn't leave. Um, I I guess I could have started over, of course, but that wasn't the point. The point was I couldn't make money unless I sat in that chair or traded time for money one-to-one with those clients. And so when I got to the point with my kid being old enough and wanting to do things with him, I was like, I have to be able to be mobile. I need to be able to make money and not have to stand here in the chair, not be with him. So that was like a pivotal moment for me to redefine what success meant for me. But because before I was like you, I could do the five days a week in the salon, no problem and hustle and grind out the clients. But it was like, well, but I want that day with my kid uninterrupted. And when you move into entrepreneurship, you're right. In the beginning, you will be working a lot more, but it will feel more like that quote of, if you love what you do, it won't feel like work. Cause you'll be more excited to like pour into your own business because it's for you. Um, yeah, exactly. Getting that, getting really rooted in what success means to you and, and, and writing it down and putting it somewhere that you can look at every single day, because the problem with social media, it will have you thinking, Right after you write that, the success means different after you see so-and-so, you know, doing something that you're like, oh, well, that means success to me. I need that. I need that kind of money. I need to drive that car. I need to go on that vacation. But five minutes ago, when you wrote it out from your heart, that had nothing to do with what was going to make you happy or successful. So we get confused very easy in this day and age because we see shiny objects and we see things that get us excited. But if you really pull back the curtain and, and kind of map out your core values of like what really is my base of happiness and success and anything that comes into your line of sight that takes you out of that, go back to that list of core values and think, am I in alignment right now? Cause if I start making decisions that don't match up with my core values or what I really, really want, I'm going to say yes to things that shouldn't be happening. And then you're going to hit the burnout. Then you're going to feel like you're people pleasing. Then you're saying yes to shit that you're like, fuck, why did I say yes to this? It sounds like you teach a lot of this in your, in your program. Can you talk to us about what you, what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. And it actually had me thinking that sounds a lot like the rule that we, that was the foundation philosophy for the elevated life that my husband and I teach. We have this rule called the seven or above rule. I shared it when I spoke on stage at Hair Love Retreat last year. And this seemed to be like people's biggest, like, aha, like it's so simple, but it just changed my freaking life. And that is to use both emotion and logic to make these decisions because we can get confused between the head and the heart, just like you talked about. So one year, Chris asked me, hey, um, do you want to go to Easter? I was like, absolutely not today. It does not feel like it. I'm just like, want to be in my jam jams. He goes, okay, well, on a scale of one to 10, like how bad do you want to go? 
because I was starting to feel guilty and like the whole shame and like the family judgment. And then I was like, I don't know, like a six. And he was like, well, babe, like we're adults. We have the power to choose what we want to do with our life. Why don't we just not do anything less than a seven? We should only do seven or above things. And I was like, seven or above, like permission, permission to do whatever the fuck I want and not care what other people think. Now I have learned some caveats to this rule. Dishes don't really qualify for a seven for me. So Chris doesn't, but also <laughs> you can read you can reframe that. You can reframe it to, okay, I may not love doing the dishes, but this is an opportunity to be present, to be mindful, to deep breathe. And I'm going to shift and find the gratitude in this experience. So that is going to make it a seven or above. I'm going to have clean dishes where I can eat yummy food off of it. That's a seven for me. So it's about either reframing your mindset to find the joy in the things that you have to do, like mundane tasks, or it will help you to put an end to that people-pleasing cycle of saying yes when you really mean no. Mm. So good. Yes. So all of that kind of stemmed this life of choice and this life of mindful living. And as I mentioned earlier, I was repeating some of the same things, the same tools and techniques that I've been using in my life to make that healing transformation. And all those tools then got written on a sloppy journal piece of paper that stood, that sat in my journal for, you know, almost a year where I would experiment on all of my hair clients. They'd come in and ask, so how, what do you think about journaling? Do you journal? Oh, hell no. I'm like, okay, module one, journaling. Got it. Like, so I just use my clients to ask, Hey, how do you take care of yourself? Where do you struggle? What's up with forgiveness? You stuck on mama trauma. Like I just would ask everything that I possibly could. And I built out the framework and the curriculum for shine school based on where I see the women that sit in my chair, because that's the beautiful thing about being a hairdresser is we have perspective from thousands of women, all walks of life, every type of culture, every type of backstory. I don't, at this point, I think being a coach is so easy because I've heard it all. Like you cannot surprise me at this point. I have literally, you, you understand. Yep. So for me, it was just a natural, easy transition to take what I was doing and sharing behind the chair and then put that into a step-by-step -step system to help people reclaim their power, to forgive the past, to get clarity on what their dreams and purpose even are so that they can take that consistent action. So Shine School is a culmination of my own per personal health, spiritual, emotional trauma transformation. And paired with the thousands of women that have gone through this program now in the last six years, I have seen that this really is the foundational work that all people need to be able to reclaim their confidence and figure out who they really are. That was the question that stemmed like this transformation for me was who am I? And I didn't have an answer. My first answer was fat. And I was like, well, that's not going to be, that's not it. I don't want to put that on my gravestone. You know, like we're going to have to come up with something better. And so I created a course to really map out all those shadow bits of yourself and be able to accept and heal and transform them and turn them into your power and purpose. So Shine School is for you if you are looking to get empowered, you're ready to break this cycle and transform your life so that you can really step into this role that you were meant to be. Like you're a star and you're meant to shine. Hell yeah. You yeah. guys, oh my God. I mean, I knew she had this amazing program and all of the jam, but you know, obviously when you get to talk to somebody and hear them as a human, and it's not just like, you stumbled across a podcast episode, I mean, well, not but like a, a sales page or something, but you get to really like connect with somebody and, and listen to the conversations. That is why I created this podcast. Because if you can find me and you can find other amazing people through this podcast and we can all shine and share our shit, like it's amazing. So I shared with her uh, when we started that I have had her Oracle deck for, I don't even know, I, over a year, I think I, I must've bought it 
when I first moved into this house, which is about a year ago. So if we're on, if you're, if you're catching this, um, it's so beautiful. So walk us through, if you were to grab an Oracle deck, anybody listening, how do you like us to use it? What is, is it, is it's walk us through, maybe someone's never bought themselves an Oracle deck before. And they're yeah. like, Oh my God, Brittany's fucking awesome. Like she created something so sick. How does one use this um, as a way to support themselves through journaling or in part of their rituals? So walk me through how to do it. And I'm going to pull a card or however you tell me. Please pull a card and I'll, I'll read, I'll give my interpretation for you. Okay. Um, if you, if you want to pull a couple, that would be great. So all of the cards are lessons taken from shine school. So every single card in there is something pulled directly out of the teachings that I have in my signature program. And the reason why I created Oracle deck is going back to that same word we talked about earlier, consistency. Chris asked me, okay, so you've taken shine school, you've gone through it. Now, what does your student need to, to put into the work to show up for themselves? And I'm like, Oh, damn. I'm like, well, everyone knows they need to take care of themselves, but they're not doing it. They're not actually showing up and creating that time and space. And so I asked myself, well, what have I been most consistent with over the last decade, five years, whatever? No, there was no hesitation. Oracle cards, tarot cards. You love reading divination cards. I'm like, hmm, okay. So I'm going to make a beautiful deck that takes all the wisdom and lessons from Shine School and puts it into a fun and playful approach to tapping into your intuition. Because I know that when I first came out of the woo-woo closet here in Texas, people were terrified of tarot and psychic mediumship. And any of those words that I used, they were like, uh, hex, no, no, no. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to bypass that. We're going to create something beautiful and sparkly that if you didn't know shit about shit, you would just look at it and be like, pretty, <laughs> but it's actually a powerful tool. So the way that I use the Oracle deck is every single morning I open up the deck. I've got a 150 page colorful guidebook in there that has all the meanings, affirmations, journal prompts, uh, spreads for self-love and self-care. I literally will walk you through the entire thing in the guidebook. But the way that I use it is I take my cards in my left hand, my non-dominant hand, and I knock on the deck and I ask my soul, show me my divine daily message for the day. And I shuffle and then I just let whatever falls out, fall out. And I am patient. I'm not like, hurry up. It needs to come out. I just, sometimes it flips out, it falls out of the deck. Sometimes it takes a minute and then it'll slightly like, but it's really about learning to trust your intuition. That's why the tool, this tool is so powerful for tapping into your, um, into your gifts of intuitive abilities, because you can, if you pull the card, if you pull the same card three days in a row, you're like, what's the probability of that? Like, come on. So that's like your soul trying to get your attention because the cards basically act as a mirror to whatever energy state you're in. So if you're mm -hmm. feeling pissed the fuck off and you're like, I'm going to do a reading and see if I should break up with him. You're going to get, you're going to get the real deal truth. You know what I mean? Like, so it's really, about reflecting what your energy is so that you can find clarity and confidence and confirmation in yourself because we all know the truth but when it reflects back to you in a pretty card you're like damn it i know i'm supposed to be slowing down and taking more care of myself and resting like i'm about to hit burnout or i just broke my ankle or if you're like me i broke my hand like worst thing as a hairdresser right beautiful yeah. universal shift to get you to pay attention. So the cards really are a fun and playful way for you to start trusting your own self. Because when you pull that card and it says, forgive someone and you're like, damn it. Like I've been, I've been feeling mad at my mom. Like I gotta let that go. Like, it's just very fascinating how accurate these cards have been over the last two years since creating them. I mean, obviously I'm biased and I love them, but doing readings for hundreds of women and having thousands of people on the deck now. And they're like, this is exactly what I needed in my goddess gatherings, my full moon, uh, in-person local, uh, 
like moon circles that I do with women, I have every single person pull a card from the deck so that they can keep it and take it home. Mm. And I tell you what, every single card that every single woman pulls out is like, this was the message I needed. I'm like, how? How? Always. I love that. It is magic. And I just pulled three of the most amazing cards. I pulled three. I don't know what three came to be like what yeah. came out. Yeah. The first one is trust your intuition. She's always right. So good. The second one, treat yourself to something beautiful today. Mm. And then the last one was today holds unlimited possibilities to see the beauty in life. Oh my I, gosh. Come on. The Oracle card I pulled this morning was possibilities out of a different deck. So I find that to be quite um, fortuitous on this new moon. It's a, so it's a special day to make new intentions, to manifest, to put your desires out there. So obviously trust your intuition. She's always right. That is like the theme of what we were just talking about. These cards help you to tap into your intuition. When I had my near-death experience in 2012, my intuition said, go see a psychic. I'm like, what? I don't know. Like who, where? So I found this psychic in Dallas. I knew she was the right one because her house was purple. I was like, okay, I'm in the right place. And she told me the best thing that anyone's ever told me in regards to being able to trust yourself as a psychic, because the truth is we're all intuitive. We all know when a client walks in the room and she's mad, we can feel it. Like you don't need to have like any kind of special degree. You have that built in natural gift. And it's about learning to trust that feeling. And so many times, especially if you're someone like me, who's been sexually abused, you disassociate from your body, you disconnect, you don't love it, you don't want anything. So you miss out on all the messages that that energy is trying to bring you and let you know. Mm. So for me, um, this card really is a reminder of the power that you possess. It's just getting back to trusting yourself. And the thing that Serena told me, she said, the most skeptical people of psychics are the psychics themselves because they don't trust their own information. And she said, you need to buy yourself some cards and start practicing because you have the gift, honey. I was like, okay. Like, but I knew I was like, yeah, I know. Like, that's why I'm fucking here. It's talking to me. Something's happening in my brain and it's weird. (laughs) Um, And it was buying those cards and just sitting down every day and showing up for my soul and learning that my ego shouts and she crazy. And she sounds kind of like my mom. You guys picking up on that mama trauma? I love her. She's amazing. She's the reason why I empower and teach women today. We've healed that relationship, but I'm not saying it wasn't tough when I was a child. Um, So it is really about getting quiet and learning to listen to the gentle whispers of your soul and not the shouting of your ego. Mm, So good. I use that reference of the shouting um, as that voice inside of you that's telling you to do something or to encourage you. That's your intuition. And, you know, often we have to wait till it's screaming instead of whispering, because when it's whispering, we want to ignore it. We want to pretend like it's not there. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to you later. But intuitively that when the voice starts to scream at you, that's what it is. And how many times have you been in a situation just for instance, where you're like, yeah, I knew, I knew better. I knew not to do that. Intuitively, I knew like it could be something simple, not to date that person, not to do that, not to go there. So we all have it. You're right. And it's a matter of getting quiet enough and still enough to learn more about yourself, to trust it and to listen to it. And then if it's that powerful and you want to step into that to share and help other people figure that out for themselves too. Right. Cause that's what coaching and teaching is, is helping be the guide for people to like discover those things about themselves, not to be your fucking guru. I love that Tony Robbins always says that I'm not your guru. I'm like, yeah, I'm not the one that's going to create the transformation. I'm going to help you figure out who you are and what you got going on. And you're going to do that. Um, 
Yeah. You know, what's interesting about the word guru, it actually means from dark to light. So really mm -hmm. gurus are just guides to bring and shine light into the darkness where people are holding on to fear. I so I'm still going to claim self-love guru, but I'm not going to do it for you. I'm just going to show you that you can do it for yourself. Yes. I love that. Oh my God. Okay. You guys, if anything, grab these damn cards. The link will be in the show notes. Get the fucking cards. They're cool. They're beautiful. They make a great gift and it's supporting someone in the industry that um, has shown up and taken action and is doing big things to help all of us elevate um, and be able to see that it's possible to be all the things and, and to grow into different ways as you evolve. And I feel like we could have like 92 podcast episodes because I still want to know all about your weight loss journey. I want to know all, all the shifts, all the things. So can we come back and do another episode soon? Absolutely. I would love to. And you know, what's crazy. You just said the word shift. That's my next course that I'm launching in January. Mm -hmm. So I think we are definitely meant to connect and keep sharing this magic together. Oh yeah. I love it. I hope you have a beautiful holiday. You guys, if you're listening and you're feeling inspired from this episode, cause it was good, wasn't it? Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Drop, drop in the, uh, in the comments, uh, you can leave a review on um, Apple or Spotify, just telling us how awesome it was. Tag Brittany in this episode, post it on social. Thank her for just showing up and being the light for so many of us to like step into our power because that's what badass bitches like her are doing. It's like, yo, we can all elevate together. Okay. All right. So yo, <laughs> yo, it's meant for everyone. Yeah. Just for a few. No, there's room for everybody. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend. Like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically.